0: Welcome back to Video Games are the Worst Thing on Earth. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello. And today, joining us in the Gamer Goblin Zone is Wadey. Hello, Wadey. Hello, Wadey.
1: Hello there. Uh, First time, uh, I'm I'm very uh, prospective. Looking forward to this.
0: We have invited Wadey on because today is one of our episodes that is primarily concerned with dunking on somebody. I guess it's not a super big name, but he's been around for a long time, and his takes, he's got some really hall of famers.
2: He has become bigger recently. I was talking about this with a friend of mine who is usually not so into such uh, niche entertainments, and even they had heard of the guy, (laughs) this dipshit.
0: All right, now without further ado, it's Alex Hutchinson. The former <laughs> a former creative director at Ubisoft, and now the creative director on Journey to the Savage Planet uh, by Typhoon Studios. He has made the news recently, and, and by the news, I mean Twitter, of course. The only news that matters. <laughs> the, only, the only source of information <laughs> I have, which is why I am so smart. I am deeply connected to to reality at a fundamental level.
2: Though it would be very funny if MSNBC screamed at this guy for two weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Reese, he said extremely stupid things, but he's never said that maybe Joe Biden isn't perfect. And that's the only thing that deserves (laughs) that kind of screaming at the moment.
2: I mean, maybe if we dig through his tweets, we can find him saying that poor people deserve health care. Oh, then they'll really go after him. Yeah, that would
0: destroy him. (laughs) That would be quite the
1: take, too, because uh, he himself hails from Australia. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure uh, if he wants to be pulling that stuff, you know.
0: Right. So I want to give a little bit of a story about how we found out about this guy. Because. All right. So Lindsay Ellis Screenshotted this guy, and he has this take that I'll I'll go ahead and read out. Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's it's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license, like any business, and paying for the content they use. We were on uh, Mitch's server, had a heavy X-Eyed, and we were fucking talking about this take, and it just blew me away, because it's like, this guy is talking about video games like they're supposed to be Excel spreadsheet or something. And then like me and Wadey were like really getting into it. And then I think it was you revealed that this guy was the same guy who years and years ago had claimed that it was too hard to put a playable woman in Assassin's Creed because of the animations. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Oh the the craziest part about this this guy is that you know, while, while it seems pretty par for the course for a Ubisoft dev to, or I guess ex-Ubisoft dev at this point to view games as this collective Excel spreadsheet, like you said, uh, uh it seems like he's been adding to this mound of shit for years now. And this is just like the most recent stinking pile that he's laid.
2: <laughs> I mean, what a grim dipshit. I bet this guy, I think, has these like business ideas in his head is like what if i could just buy up and store oxygen and then just like mm-hmm. people have to pay me for their oxygen that'd be great i the corner the market on oxygen people just breathe it for free they should pay me and and then only after thinking that he can go to sleep
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> here's the thing that blew me away i was like that is such a horrible fucking take and then like you dropped the bombshell that it was the same fucking dumbass who did the assassin's creed 3 take I was like, no way. Holy (laughs) shit. It's just sort of revealed that this person has been just pumping out just shitty takes for like a decade.
1: Especially considering that this take on the whole uh, female assassins uh, sort of quandary that was going on at the time. I thought that was just used for unity because remember when unity was coming out, they lauded that whole cooperative assassin mode where you could play up to, like, four players and do mm-hmm. these these exclusive missions they designed just to tackle it in co-op. And I remember everyone was pissed about that because there was still no such thing as a as a female assassin yet. And they <laughs> rectified that, sort of, or appeased everyone just by making... What was it? Syndicate that came out in 2015, the year next one?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so apparently... You know, I, I thought that was an issue that was exclusive to Unity but then we looked further back and we found it for Assassin's Creed 3 as well where he was the creative director.
0: Yeah, we we'll, we got some articles covering his historic takes, but I just wanted to just I don't know, dig into this idea that he's proposed that like people should be paying licensing fees to stream themselves playing video games. On its face is just ridiculous the thing that you get out of a video game that is not included in any other art form is basically like the interactive aspect of it. It's like watching a video game is not nearly the same as like, if somebody like just streamed a movie, you're not getting the same experience. I don't understand how he came to this conclusion that this is somehow reasonable.
2: Even in the most like myopic view, just looking at it, without any data it is insanely obvious that streaming drives their business and like i don't care about that but he should you know they pay ninja and all these other dipshits like millions of dollars to make sure that game launches go well Uh, know, nobody is playing ubisoft's hyperscape because they think it's fun they're playing it because they have been paid to do so So they can get in in front of people's eyes. It's free advertising. And this guy is just like, no, no, when you you play the game that we want, you
0: you want us to pay us for advertising Mm -hmm. our own game. I'm smart, man. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's not, he's not just being neutral about it. He's saying is the real truth is that streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. And you're 100% correct that it's like it, it, you're p- playing the
2: game and watching the game are two vastly, vastly different things. And it's, it's such a fucking Grinch-ass thinking to be just being like, you should
0: pay, you should pay the businesses, everything for every little bit. That is the logic of neoliberalism, though. Privatizing just, like, playing a video game. And it's, like, one of the few, like, things that, like, passes
2: for... Community in this day and age. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it's like this great institution of community, but there's genuinely good groups of people whose focus is around watching streaming and those, Mm -hmm. those things are real and they're not all bad. And this guy has just been like, Well, what if they had to pay? <laughs> it, suck, it sucks that they don't pay to have to be friends and to have this group of people that they feel more comfortable and safer with and all of the weird shit we have to deal with because nothing's wrong going to 2020, you know? Mm. And it's just like, on the surface, I, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, another dipshit. And then, like, as I was thinking about it, it's just, and especially after hearing the Assassin's Creed thing, or he is just like, women's bones have too many polygons to render. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's just, just insane. It's it, it's disgusting. Well,
1: and, and especially when talking about that Assassin's Creed debacle at the time, he claimed it was purely a workload issue when talking about referencing Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed co-op features and how it's Having all the animations in place is what supposedly made it hard to render the female anatomy that is so elusive, apparently, to Ubisoft at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting when you compare his his sort of outlook on the streaming thing recently with how Ubisoft makes their games. Because you kind of get this whole perspective of Ubisoft cramming as much as they can into a game, you wiping your ass with it, and then just moving on with it. With streaming, I'm, I'm guessing he views it in the sense of people just play these games once and get as much use out of it as possible and milk their audience in some ways. But he discounts, like you said, a whole sense of community that comes with it and people that play through the games over and over again, especially when it comes to speed running or challenge runs. I mean, may not see it that much in these AAA games, but it's still definitely an aspect that he's he's undercutting here.
2: No. My theory is... That he saw people playing Journey to the Savage Planet for free, which I, I haven't really, and was, and I haven't really even seen the game, so I can't say if it looks good or bad or whatever. But I think he saw people playing it for free. You mean streaming it? Yeah, streaming
0: it for free, and just being like, why, why don't I have three dollars from
2: them for
0: doing <laughs> it? It is pretty stupid. He he probably saw like he was probably like watching some stream, and then he saw like. Oh, thanks for the Twitch bits, or whatever. And it's like, wait, you can make money from streaming my VIDI game? And it just, like, his disgusting little corporate heart just...
1: Shrunk, shrunk astronomically.
0: <laughs> yeah, cringed at the thought of, of <laughs> some sort of interaction going unmonetized. And it's like, the, there's no other thing like this that, you know, you have to pay... Like, yeah, music you have to pay a license fee for, but that's literally, like, the intent of music is to be listened to or used, and if you're using the music, you have to pay a license fee, but it's still, like, a hideously abusive industry that, like, DMCA's people for, like, fair use music, and, you know, corporations, like, abuse it all the time, because I don't know if you've seen stuff like this, but occasionally... There's like a library of, you know, royalty-free music, and then some like nefarious actor will like take a segment of that music and put it into their own song and then copyright claim other people for using that original work with the part of the song they added to theirs. It's insane. Good system for it, and even
2: if there were that system wouldn't really benefit the artists. Mm-hmm. In ninety nine point nine percent of the scenarios, yeah, and, and so this guy getting all high and mighty about just being like, "Well, you know, we have to be fair and honest about the way that we apply these things" is like it's nowhere near like that. There, you can find instances where like artists get their own songs copyright claimed yeah. by some kind of like troll DMCA farm type thing, and. Because what they do on YouTube, anyways, is that if they can claim your music, they can shift the ad revenues to them to themselves, and then you have to go mm. through a whole process to get through it. And so it just creates this onerous system of just like constantly trying to oppress as much music on the internet as possible.
0: That it's just yeah, and, th- and this fucking dumbass wants to do that for video games here's the thing is that that's what started his take is he was like yeah people are complaining about having their dreams or whatever their content pulled as he put it because they use music they didn't have a license for and he was like well actually you should have your content pulled for not having a license to play the video game online I don't know. I've already gone into this, but it's like a matter of interaction. Like, the intended use of music is to listen to. The intended use of video games is to play them, to interact with them. And you can't do that through a stream, for one thing. Earlier, I jokingly compared this to, like, playing an instrument. But even there, it's like, Mm -hmm. the person is doing all the work. Like, the instrument's just there. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't fucking, like charge somebody a license fee just to use an instrument right because they're the one interacting Mm -hmm. with it and they've already bought it right and that's all they should have to do to like show you them interacting with it and mastering it and whatever i know it's a little bit of a clumsy comparison and i'm kind of out of it but yeah
2: you're totally right and it's like you, you look at the top games on twitch right now too it's not like seven hundred thousand people streamed, gone home, and so now they they know the, they know the ending and what <laughs> happened to the team. It's it's Hearthstone, Overwatch, you know, Apex Legends, World mm. of Warcraft. These games that don't have stories. It's this these exactly. games that are kind of meant to be played over and over again, extended and grinded. And you know what? Blizzard, these these other companies, Ubisoft, even want these people to stream them because it's free advertising that and and what this guy doesn't acknowledge is that this they used to do that they used to take down videos like nintendo and atlas and a couple other companies would take down your game if you didn't get permission for streaming and they eventually gave up on that because it was pointless it was just people didn't It it's the way that the culture is And it's good for business. And I, and I don't care that it's good for business, but it's one of the few things in the world of like intellectual property that like we're allowed to do without these (laughs) like absurd restrictions. So I come down on the side of defending it.
1: Yeah. And, And like how Lindsay Ellis even mentions that technically they, they could go and do whatever they want if they ever wanted to stake a claim and, and, uh, continue ejaculating over uh, patents and, and copyright claims and everything, that they could very well do that. But like yeah. she said, she mentions how it benefits from a mutually kind of symbiotic relationship that is formed between the streamer and mm-hmm. the developer and how games like Even Among Us recently, how they take that and see mass sales just from people blowing up their game on Twitch or YouTube. And to go off your uh, point about the stories not really driving these these main games on Twitch, he had his other take about how Japanese games <laughs> hardly have any any sort of story that is coherent <laughs> okay, okay, in, okay. in any way. And I <laughs> yeah, want, you, you I want
0: to I want to do one thing before we get to some of the articles. I want to get to the article soon, but first We have this insane dunk from Jacksepticeye to get into. So this is responding to that tweet about the streamers should be paying the developers and whatever. And Jacksepticeye replies with, I find this thinking extremely ironic considering you have fan art of me, a streamer, as your banner from when I played Savage Planet you you even cropped out their watermark in the banner and haven't given them credit for it anywhere <laughs> very hypocritical i mean everyone's a hypocrite at some point but this is like especially egregious cuz he's like yeah you should pay for the content you didn't you didn't pay us for your content and it's like well you didn't pay this person for your fucking banner of a streamer it's like fuck me It's an excellent dunk, especially because it's just, of course, we're all hypocritical at some point, but it's such
2: a perfect example of this guy's like just slavering instinct to like exploit whatever he sees. At no point does he internalize any of it. It's just externally. He's just like, Oh, I want, I want, I want to own, own it all. Give, give me.
0: Yeah, but, like, I want to get into the history of Alex Hutchinson, and let's start with this article you linked from VG247, which is Assassin's Creed Three setting, a bit of a pain for female characters, from all the way back in March 2012 by Brenna Hillier.
1: Yeah, 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 here, let me uh, take the reins on this one. So, uh... Yeah, this was in a Kotaku interview that they are citing their information from that Hutchinson was, was giving his insight on the creative process of Assassin's Creed, where by now, I think, by the time Assassin's Creed 3 came out, we probably had, what, about four Assassin's Creed games, I'm sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure everyone at that point was looking for some sort of playable female lead, like it's mentioned in the article here, and he uh, he goes on to say... It's always up in the air. I think lots of people want it, uh, as well as in this period. It's been a bit of a pain. <laughs> the history of the American Revolution is the history of men. There are a few people, like John Adams' wife. They tried very hard. <laughs> they tried very hard in the TV series to not make it look like a bunch of dudes, but it really is a bunch of dudes.
0: Man, it's, it's you know. I I really like how. The historical realism is the excuse he fucking made for a series in which, in which George Washington is a Templar and they're going after pieces of Eden. Fuck me. That's just the history, Alton.
2: That's You're the right. history of America.
1: And then there's one other quote, uh, they end the article on saying it felt like if you had all these men in every scene and a female assassin, is secretly stealthily in crowds of dudes, it starts to feel kind of wrong. People would stop believing it.
0: No, oh, heaven forfend people not believe the plot of an Assassin's Creed game.
1: Yeah, as if we had to suspend our disbelief anymore for this <laughs> game about hunting. What is it, technically an apple? That mm-hmm. that they're trying to piece back together that controls the flow of time and the and, the matter <laughs> <of> universe, <so. laughs> and with right winger cosplayers throughout centuries trying to keep the order of things alive while eventually developing the animus to then supplant themselves even further back in time. I uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't add up much, and I I think uh, his claims are a bit you know stupid. Not. Yeah, stupid.
0: <laughs> this is what's interesting to me about this, is that from the top to the very bottom, it seems as though Ubisoft really fucking has a problem with including playable women in their games. In the last episode we did with Heavy-Eyed, we actually brought this up how for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they were trying to make like the playable female assassin the main character, like the only character... And then from like the top, they were said, "Oh well, you uh, you should include a playable male character as well." And it's like, "Oh, okay." So I guess that for every <laughs> every game where you play as a guy, you don't need to choose. But now that their story includes like the woman as the main character, it's like, "Well, now we need player choice." And <laughs> it seems to me that like the leadership of Ubisoft is just as much a get woke, go broke, reactionary morons as like the people who would get angry at there being a playable woman. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and know' have a greater consideration when dealing with Assassin's Creed due mm-hmm. to its historical context, and they feel like they have to have some sort of cap on that in a way because you don't see it as much of an issue when it comes to more modern-day or future-set games like Rainbow Six Siege. They had no qualms with that.
0: Women were invented after, like, about uh, approximately, like, 1923. That's about when they were invented. So after then, you can include video- women in your video games.
2: What, what I like <laughs> about this quote from him is that he, it's just, like, at no point in history has have women had to, you know, blend in with men, perhaps by seeming slightly more androgynous. He's just, mm. like... Women who are always wearing makeup and have giant jiggly breasts
1: <laughs> <laughs> just would
2: be noticed by George Washington immediately. It's like God forbid they make Assassin's Creed interesting by having like a that yeah. kind of like gender aspect of of a more androgynous yeah. character trying to fit in like that sounds way more interesting than what i remember of assassin's creed 3. It's
0: very true though like historically there have been tons of of women who dress up as men to go into like the military and like to be doctors and shit like to actually to actually like live as men, you know what i mean? It's kind of a toss up like historically whether that was because how restricted a woman's like role in life was Or Mm -hmm. if they were expressing their gender that they felt that they were is kind of hard to tell. But still, there's a historical precedent there that you could use to include women, even in scenarios where they're not allowed. You're not allowed to be a woman in this history. (laughs) You know, they're like accounts of Civil War soldiers that they only discovered they were a woman after they got like their leg blown off and had to like go to a hospital Ubisoft does not agree with that version of
2: history. <laughs> it, was, it was all men, and uh, you know, babies were created just by <laughs> by men handshaking with one another, a, a firm handshake they, with with continuous eye contact. <laughs> exactly, and then in the 1980, when men stopped being men, that's when femininity was created. Yeah. The first
0: soy-based milk alternative was created. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Alex Hutchinson watched Mulan and saw that there was a red talking dragon in their voice by Eddie Murphy, and, and he wrote off the whole movie as fantasy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck. That would be a very funny origin story, and I would, you know, he's pretty fucking stupid. I could believe that.
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: All right, now let's get into this next one. You brought it up a a little bit before. This is from GameIndustry.biz. Alex Hutchinson, game journalist exhibit Subtle Racism. AC3 creative director says press is biased in favor of Japanese developers. And I think this was like just after the shit with playable women in AC3. AC3. Yeah, I think this one is just very funny because I, I I don't remember the exact contents of this, but I'm pretty sure he says that, like, <laughs> people like Japanese video games way too much. All
2: right. This is by Dan Pearson. Alex Hussington. Game journalists exhibit subtle racism. AC3 creative director says press is biased in favor of Japanese developers. Alex Hutchinson, the creative director of Assassin's Creed 3, has said that he believes games journalists give Japanese developers an easy ride, exhibiting a subtle racism, (laughs) which is condescending
0: to those it favors. What? (laughs) That's what racism is. It's when you're nice to a group of people, (laughs) too nice to them. Fuck.
2: Oh man. You know, all those people protesting in favor of Black Lives Matters, they're
0: the real racists. Oh my fucking uh-huh. God, you're right. That's like the <laughs> fucking logic this exhibits. Like what? What you think black people should have a better life? That's racist. Speaking in an interview with CVG, Hutchinson expressed his frustration
2: with the press's treatment of what he sees as a substandard storytelling in Japanese games.
0: Wait a second. After, this is the direct creative director for an Assassin's Creed game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, continue.
2: Asked about why Nintendo is able to endlessly iterate the same franchises multiple times in each and every generation, Hutchinson replied... You want my real answer? I think there's a subtle racism in business, especially on the journalist side, where Japanese developers are forgiven for doing what they do.
0: I'm I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but like literally that's the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly say, because there's many negative things you could say about Nintendo, and there are a fucking ton of them, but they basically, not every single re-release, but they reinvent the core mechanics of their games over and over again. The Wii U era, too, mm-hmm. just, like, where Nintendo was among the lowest
2: times it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, right out the gate, people are like, Wii U kind of sucks. I don't know, people just like Nintendo games. They're they're well-made. Well, made. well
0: I, I, like I said, I, I really don't feel like you can say, like, oh, they're just the same game over and over again, even if it's in the yeah. same series, because they constantly, like... Refresh the mechanics. You know, Breath of the Wild is significantly different from Ocarina of Time and fucking Skyward Sword. It's like it's more systematic. I I agree. And, you know, I have my problems with Nintendo, but I agree with that
2: 100%. Is that there have been times that they've kind of been lazy and shit things out. And we're seeing some of that now on the Switch as they try Mm. to, you know, do these shoddy re releases and stuff. But You know, it's no more so than any other developer. Uh, I want to get to this next next continue. Just think about how many Japanese games are released where the stories are literally gibberish. Literally gibberish. There's no way you could write it with a straight face, and the journalists say, oh, it's brilliant. I'm sorry. This is fucking hilarious (laughs) to me, where he's just like, this... They are telling these stories from another language. And when they're translated, they don't make sense to me. Not like Gears of War. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Fuck. That's what I was waiting for.
2: Yeah. Then he says, then Gears of War comes out. And apparently it's the worst written narrative in a game ever. I'll take Gears of War over Bayonetta anytime.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is not helping yourself with that comparison. You're just sort of like, I think Gears of War has better story than any
2: Japanese game. It's patronizing to say, "Oh, those Japanese stories—they don't really mean what they're doing." What? Hutchinson's slightly off-topic outburst is unlikely to make many friends in the upper echelons of Ubisoft's management, although it smacks more than a little of poor choice of phrasing.
0: I don't think you need to defend him here. I, I think you. that this, going back to his comments about streaming, I think I'm noticing a pattern of him having, like, these unprompted outbursts of stupid opinions.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have a good
0: read on his own business. But I
2: just feel like there's there's a, such a... A disconnect?
0: Yeah, it, it seems like he's coming at everything from, like, this weird... I don't know, like, this self engrandizing fucking perspective where he's sort of like someone probably like made fun of assassin's creed's insane Mm -hmm. story which is just as insane as anything the japanese have made and then he saw like something similar and in like a japanese game and he's just sort of like what does not fair
2: i'm so struck by his gears of war versus bayonetta comparison two games i would never think to compare to. <laughs> um and i even like Gears of war but i certainly understand why people don't you know and it's kind of the height of the like generic gritty video game sci-fi story bayonetta is mechanically so much more interesting first off like so much more fun to play and Bayonetta is just so delightfully silly and weird in just like a unique way that you haven't seen anywhere else in gaming. And I think there's something uniquely Japanese about it. Is it a little silly and nonsensical at times? Yes, of course. How about you fucking have a sense of humor? <laughs> dipshit? dipshit. Like, that might be it. This guy just does not have a sense of humor at all. And I, and I honestly think it's just like there is a cultural, with this specific thing anyways, there's like a cultural disconnect. The way that the Japanese tell stories are fundamentally different than the way Americans tell stories. And sometimes in the translations, you know, there's, you, you gotta do maybe a little bit more work as a Westerner if you want to make it all fit together and it's like and who cares
0: who cares (laughs) but he said seemed unfazed and left comments unmitigated instead moving on to talk about what ac stories wouldn't be about historical accuracy (laughs) and he's like oh the best thing about is that people had a view referencing the public discussion about assassin's creed studying a story he's saying that the game isn't about historical accuracy But then they make up some excuse for why women can't be a playable character in it. It's just so fucking stupid. It's like, oh, it's a mechanical problem. If you're a woman walking around, then they'll notice you. I honestly would
2: love a big-budget, historically accurate game from that time period where you just play, and then five minutes into the game, you die of dysentery. Isn't that just Oregon Trail? Well, no, an Oregon Trail. Uh, I mean, yes, it is it is in Oregon Trail. That's what I'm looking for. I want a I want a 500 million dollar Oregon Trail remake.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty dope, honestly.
2: But uh, just like we're already doing a video game, to make a video game, it has to be. You have to make it fun. And there's nothing particularly fun, I think, about living life hundreds of years ago from our perspective. Anyways, you know awful on a lot of different metrics and so trying to be like which is very important to us that we have men because men are history <laughs> right. it's,
0: i don't know i don't know why it just gets my goat he, this guy has gotten my goat I, I think we're getting a bit too hung up on this article it is very stupid but i think what i want to do is paint a more broader portrait of what an what an idiot this man is and so uh, moving on to the next article on our list, which is Ubisoft in trouble over comments about female characters. Uh, this comes from Kotaku from Yannick LeJack in 2014 this time. So it's a two years later and not a penny wiser, apparently. Uh, So shortly after Ubisoft upset many Assassin's Creed fans by saying it had abandoned its plan to have female characters in its new game's co-op multiplayer mode, the company returned with another controversial explanation about the absence of women in its games. This one focused on Far Cry 4. Oh, boy. So, I, I completely forgot this, but yeah, this is the article for Far Cry 4.
1: Yes, yeah. I believe this is the same article where if you look a little down Far Cry 4 devs were inches away from women as playable characters, article by Alexa, uh, yeah, Alexa Ray Correa. Correa. Um, If you look down into it, the first couple quotes, read, it's really depressing because we were inches away from having you be able to select a girl or a guy as your co-op buddy when you invite someone in. And it was purely a workload issue because we don't have a female reading for the character. We don't have all the animations, he explained. And so it was this weird issue where you have, where you could have a female model that walked and talked and jumped like a dude.
0: Oh my
2: God. That totally makes sense from what we talked about in the last episode with heavy eyed, where they were just like, it takes so much to get fucking anything done. Not enough people wanted to attend the meetings to get the women voice actress hired. And they're just like, their their priorities are disseminated through the, you know, inertia of just having to do everything to get an Assassin's Creed made.
1: Might I raise you the, the fact that he was shitting on Bayonetta prior and saying that the animation work is too much for something like Assassin's Creed when Bayonetta was all about that. But yeah. Yeah. surprisingly, I guess it was, it was too silly for him to see anything beyond just the gibberish story uh, because they, they, you know, extensively put a lot of effort into making Bayonetta walk and talk like she does and animate during gameplay in her moveset like she does as well. And I I guess that wasn't something Ubisoft was willing to adopt into their tool set at the time, which I guess they never did because even when they added female characters in something like Siege, do they move any different than the male Mm -hmm. characters?
0: I, I feel like they have unique animations for each character because they all have like different attacks and shit. Different weapons I think with siege, they probably have their own motion capture for each each character, right, but here's the thing it's like for like the Assassin's Creed unity thing, they said they had to cut female assassins from the co-op mode uh, because keeping them would have doubled the cost of pretty much everything. it's doubled the animations, double the voices, all that stuff, double the visual assets, especially because we have customizable assets it's like. As a result, it was really a lot of extra production work, and it's not like we could cut our main character, Arno. And then there was like this response from Jonathan Cooper, who I believe he teaches animation, because uh, he has a book about game animation, and he probably does it as well. I'm not really familiar with him. But he says, In my educated opinion, I would estimate this to be a day or two's work, not a replacement of eight thousand animations all right he said man if i had a dollar for every time someone at ubisoft tried to bullshit me on animation tech so it's like (laughs) this guy's an animator and he clearly doesn't think that what they would need to really do that much fucking work it's it sounds like an excuse like they keep coming up with these technical quote-unquote reasons they couldn't have playable women and really it's just because When you cut down all the bullshit, they really just think it's because people don't want it. And the reason they think people don't want it is because their CEOs don't want it.
2: Create twice as much work if the horrific bosses who oversee games at Ubisoft had to look at a woman being created.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And they responded eventually uh, uh, on Twitter uh, around that time about Assassin's Creed Unity with the hashtag women are too hard to animate uh, in, in sort of mockery of all his quotes here and uh, he even went on with a quote back in the article that Jacques wrote saying we did our best Hutchinson concluded it's frustrating for us as it is for everyone else so it's not a big switch that you can just pull and get it done but according to Cooper's sort of experience on this it really kind of is just a small amount of work to get all this implemented and uh, people were kind of furious at the time I remember
0: yeah here's another gem right at the end of this article this is hardly the first time a major company has waved off including a more diverse set of characters by citing logistical hurdles however earlier this year another set of Ubisoft developers said the company won't be including gay protagonists anytime soon because quote because of fears that it'll impact sales. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. They're they're dancing around the fact that they believe that they li- they literally believe that if they get woke they will go broke.
2: I mean and in the sense that like it's because they listen to the subsect of gamers for which that they say that that's true where they get mm-hmm. upset every time, you know, there's a there's a lady in a video game it's like, the, the, like in that TechSpot article where they were, they were like,
0: men are genetically predetermined to be the stars of video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. It's really a problem, and I think, like I said, it just seems like the basest, most reactionary elements of gamers seem to have the most in common with the c level executives at most, uh, like major companies, and it's a, kind of a concerning trend. And really, I think it's only until recently that, like, companies have started beginning to understand that they can make a lot of money by being inclusive. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure, like, Disney executives were probably pretty fucking nervous about stuff like Black Panther and shit like that. But now I'm sure we will just never get a fucking end to it because now they've seen the dollar signs... And it, it's just like blood in the water for them.
2: You know, The Last of Us Two sold amazingly well. You can have a game that has excellent sales. You know, it's oh, really man. not not a metric that matters. It's just this internalized thing, and it's like part of me is just like whatever. But it's it's just like you, you see the the festering rot behind these excuses and it's just like what do i care about what assassin's creed does on some level but then like you kind of like go further and just see what these people are like and what they would do if they could get away with it mm-hmm. and why and i feel like there is a connection there you know i obviously don't want them to just put uh, have a lady assassin's creed game just so they can you know get away with it and get get people off of their back
0: but at the same time i think these kind of dumb excuses are telling and you brought up uh the last of us part two and i just wanted to say that donkey has made a very very funny video (laughs) of him basically replying to all the comments he got on his review of the last of us part two and it's pretty funny because there's this one part where he says like the last of us part one didn't have any characters who just who forced their identities in our face? And then he brought up how there was this one character who said, who literally says that he was gay multiple times. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. Like it's so fucking stupid. Like it seems like the same people who like make shitty YouTube comments somehow become like creative directors for Ubisoft, and it's fucked up.
1: It might be all they hire, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, no, because then they wouldn't have anyone to abuse except each other, so they have to hire other people. That is true, actually. And I I think we're getting close to time, and I'm very hungry, and I'd like to go and get food. But who who would like to wrap up with one blazing hot take? Art is what they call pop culture that nobody wants to buy. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs)
1: I saw that and I didn't know if you were gonna bring it up because it was just that that fucking insane. And uh he he really just went with that.
0: I know, right? Well, I mean do, do you have the the follow up to that? Oh no I don't. What's the follow up to that?
2: I, I heard a couple people make it, uh but I recall Jessica Harvey, who uh made Paratopic, quote tweeted that and said <laughs> And Google Stadia is a fucking work of art. <laughs> <It's the laughs> masterpiece. Oh yeah! Holy shit!
1: Yeah. Okay, I did see that. Yeah. Not fucking. Um, not fucking owned. I
2: think. I think that was it. I don't. I don't quite remember. No. No. That. No. You're right. Um, I, I would like to just put a quick pin in this the this identity discussion stuff that we're talking about. Um, mm. in a sense, I just wanted to add on that, like. Um as much as I like want to drag Ubisoft over the coals for it, I don't think them having a female led Assassin's Creed fixes anything is actually important. It's it's more about, you know, like looking in as a window into what these people are like. I want good triple A games from other people who, you know, that have women and people of different uh, different identities. Those are the two options, women and other identities.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's good to try and keep shitty companies like Ubisoft in line, but ideally, we would have people who didn't have to work with Ubisoft to like actually rep- find themselves represented in art they enjoy.
2: Yeah, 100. percent I mean, and that's part of the joy of I think digging into like indie stuff is that you know, obviously, it's not photoreal open worlds. You know, aren't we? so excited about those still for some reason but it's it feels so fresh just being from a different perspective as, as somebody who just enjoys games who enjoys playing unique stuff you know even though i'm you know the most boring white dude imaginable hmm. it's still very compelling to me personally yeah
1: yeah definitely and and it seems effortless as well you look at a game like celeste and you could tell that it's it's being kind of poured into with with this utmost passion and sense of storytelling that they want to be really honest and integral to the themes and characters that they want to profuse through these games. Whereas with you know Assassin's Creed, we don't necessarily need that to prove a point. It's more so like you said, what they could do with that if they were ever given the opportunity. And seeing as when they finally did get around to it in syndicate and they didn't really do anything all that revelatory with it it shows that maybe what people were pining for wasn't so much of what we actually wanted you know i think there are better creative outlets through the indie sphere that we've seen these these ideas finally get explored in meaningful ways
0: real quick i know what you wanted to get to the thing of all these dumb people saying shit about like reach out to trump supporters or whatever but is it i don't know could you say something quick about that
1: uh nothing much i was just thinking of it more so in the sense of people finally seeing this this enemy get defeated as, as you know if if you're involved in american politics as of recently and uh seeing people like katie perry and <laughs> pete Buttigieg <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to uh say reach out to your fellow right-winged family member and uh pat them on the back and give them your condolences for maybe the harrowing sort of mental gymnastics they're trying to fight through right now i think uh (laughs) i think it just shows how torn asunder we were by these uh past four years in this country and how like kind of stockholm syndrome everyone is
0: yeah well
2: i think too is just we're, we're recording like right after biden has finally been confirmed by you know cnn the ultimate authority in the united states and it's just so disheartening to see just like the immediate just just the second the announcement is made just to have people getting mad
0: because anyone just Criticizes the lincoln project and shit what was the that fucking article that was like for the fucking future of the country uh biden should pardon trump oh, i yes. didn't see that oh my god really i uh, i, I did remember. see that was the, scrolling was it this? was it the new yorker or something else
1: i can't remember exactly but yeah it was it was the writer himself plugging his own article on twitter <laughs> Um, and um, he had so many quote tweets. He got ratioed to hell.
2: Well, that that's good at least. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, in a. I've gone to the brunch of the soul after this news. Uh, <laughs> I've, I have disconnected emotionally, quite
0: quite completely. So I probably have missed a lot of takes. Yeah, it, it, I I can't find the article uh, specifically, but it's so fucking. It was such a fucking stupid take. But anyway, uh, Wadey, tell us where people can find you and your good content on the internet.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Right now, I'm still in the works of trying to sort out everything for uh, what kind of content I am going to be pursuing. But right now, you can find me on Twitter. Or Instagram if uh any sort of trogs wanna follow me on there. Uh, at Dill Weed. Uh it's like weed, but replace the two E's with I's as in the Nintendo Wii. Oh. And uh right now I am currently writing for two music publications that are mostly situated here in Southern California. Um at Ringtone magazine uh for like hyperpaw music and this other one called Alt Angeles, which is more for like LA or orange county centric indie music that is going on in this scene here and uh yeah hopefully we'll have more plans to uh get content out as i could uh, get my shit together excellent <laughs> thanks for having me i really appreciate it
2: no thanks for taking the time to come on it was a uh, it's a good episode
1: yeah it was a fun time.
0: i was very distracted during it because i'm so hungry
2: all right, Alton. Where can people find you on the internet?
0: I am at eight Alton eight, and I have a YouTube sometimes that uh, Alton plays, and that is all.
2: You can find me at your very good bud, uh, where at at on Twitter, and you should click on my YouTube channel, which I have as my link, and subscribe because um, I might start doing stuff for that one day, maybe. Yes, and. Uh, it, if you enjoy Vigato, um you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Toe. It's the first letter of uh, video games are the worst things on earth as uh, an acronym or whatever. We also have a Patreon, which is
0: patreoncom Toe, which we sometimes do stuff for. Yes, uh, it's very worth it's very worth subscribing because for one dollar a month, you can get access to all of our previous. Uh, pay- our previous premium episodes, like our, our Mountain Dew Horror Stories episode and our Jeffrey Epstein episode. We solved the murder of Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. For one
2: dollar. And enough. you can know. Exactly. Um, yeah. And video games are the co is where you find all of the episodes and uh, enjoy. Listen to them all. Yes. Okay. That's it. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, goodbye.